It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Big news today from Utah High School Activities Association. They've been discussing and debating realignment for high school sports over the last couple of weeks, about two and a half weeks, really, since they first initially released their first consideration for high school realignment. And on that first consideration, based on student populations, Logan High was going to be a 3A school. Ogden and Ben Lomond were going to be 4A schools. But about a week later, a week and a half later, they released their first consideration for regions, and Ogden and Ben Lomond got moved down to 3A, but Logan got moved to 4A, which is where those schools were before all of this. And as the process has continued, Logan High officials and Logan superintendent uh, Frank Schofield, have uh, appealed to the Board of Trustees at the Utah High School Activities Association to move the school to 3A. And um, they had a public hearing last night. More appeals were made for Logan High to be a 3A school from the 2023 through 2025 academic athletic seasons. But they revealed their final consideration and adoption of regions this afternoon and put Logan in 4A, Ogden and Ben Lomond in 3A. So Ogden and Ben Lomond got what they wanted, but Logan did not. Now, it's not just, they didn't just consider what the superintendent or principal uh, had said uh, or had wanted, but they also considered and took into consideration. Uh, took into a, a made a factor emails phone calls others in the community who had reached out coaches and expressed their opinions on these proposals as well so it appears that has outweighed what uh, Logan officials themselves wanted so bit of a surprise here that two schools got their wish but Logan did not even though Ogden and Ben Lomond have larger student populations than Logan does, but they have, in the last several years, have been competing in 3A, and Logan has been competing as a 4A school, and they will continue to compete as a 4A school. Yeah, so hopefully they'll be able to, you know, overcome the negatives that come with staying in 4A. Obviously, you know, a big part of that is just competitiveness. Um. Hopefully they'll be able to overcome that because then they'll be able to more fully benefit from all you know the good things from being part of the Cash Valley sports community and not like a you know kind of a red sheep there or I guess a maroon sheep <laughs> or is it burgundy? Maybe it's more burgundy. Yeah, burgundy, a burgundy sheep. 
yeah, so interesting to see this uh, come out. I mean, oh, there were some Ridgeline officials that said, look, we, we want to stay at six teams with this region. Being at five will make scheduling really difficult. Uh, they didn't specifically say they wanted Logan to stay. They didn't single them out, but they made it pretty clear. I mean, there aren't very many other options for a team to join Region 11 from outside the area. Um, but, um, you know, travel, time away from school, uh, natural rivalries, those all make sense to keep Logan where they're at. And they will continue. Now, I know competitive nature and participation, those are big factors to consider. And those have been uh, those have been challenges for Logan for quite some time. Yeah, it's... None of this is easy to figure out. <laughs> you can go around in circles with all these different, you know, arguments for and against. And it just, it all comes back to which negatives are you willing to live with? And, you know, which, po- or also you say, which positives do you want more? And there's always going to be somebody that, that goes home unhappy because they didn't get what they want because they had, you know, they valued something higher than somebody else did, which is fine. I understand the arguments on both sides, and I've I've not really decided which I think really is the best. Which I don't know. I'm, I didn't grow up here, so I'm not quite <laughs> the. Uh, I'm, I I can't count, call myself a Cash Valley native or a long time resident. I uh, did get a text during the break um, pointing out that um, uh, that Logan in their school district they are trying to do some things on the youth level to get more youth involved earlier, uh, especially at the, at the middle school, to try to prep them for that next level at, at, at high school. Um, and that's one of the big things. I know it's always been a big challenge, especially in Logan, is just students are coming in and out. Like you might start, a family might start in the Logan boundaries, but as they move up the financial ladder, the socioeconomic ladder, they invariably move to one of the other Cache County district schools. And so it's it's hard to keep some of those students that are going to grow up through the system at Logan uh, to stay engaged and be a part of that investment when they're when they're younger. And not really investment, just that participation and, and development. Yeah, that's part of the problem you're dealing with, you know, a socioeconomic problem or something like this where the issue is rooted in you know, socioeconomic status where you have a lower income area, you don't just throw money at it and fix it. You mentioned there's a possibility to raise these people out of, and many of them are able to raise themselves out of, um, you know, lower income brackets. But as you said, then they move. So it's not like they stay where they're at, whereas, you know, Ridgeline, Green Cane, all these other places where they're maybe a bit higher income bracket, they stay where they are. Now, I know that they're... Um there have been some people in Logan that have been really concerned about some of the transient nature of some areas, some certain neighborhoods in the city. And so they've really been pushing for more traditional neighborhoods being built rather than using that space to have more apartment complexes. Um, and that that is happening, and I know there are more that are being proposed and will be developed, but there are still a lot of apartment complexes in Logan as well. Uh, so it's going to be kind of an ongoing issue there but um more of your texts coming through on the full court press text line 435-339-0321 
9315, trying to clarify an earlier statement. I just met with the new school alignment that the kids get waivers to leave Logan School District to go to a different one in the Valley to play sports because the other schools are so close now with better teams than Logan. You know, it's, it's, it's not that hard to, to transfer to another school because it's 15 minutes away uh, rather than you know, 30, 45 minutes away. It makes a, it's a little bit more of a challenge to do that. when um, it, it certainly depends on where you live, but it, uh, it, it may not be that hard to get a waiver to transfer um, because you don't really have to travel that far to get to another school that may be in a very different situation than the one that you're in. Yeah. Now, Skyview to Mountain Crest, that's a little bit different story, a little more space there. But Skyview, Green Canyon, Green Canyon, Logan, I mean, those are those are all pretty close. Yeah, everything's relatively close. You're not much more unless you're doing the, the Skyview to Mountain Crest trek, which can be a bit. But generally, you're not much more than 15, 20 minutes away from most any other school. And certainly Bear River, a very different story there. Yeah, that's a completely different story, <laughs> which we, we've talked about, you know, the issues Logan's having. Bear River's had some of the same issues in terms of competitiveness and, and uh, you know, participation in programs. They've they've been dealing with this for a while now uh, alongside Logan because Bear River is a similar story where they used to be dominant in 3A. Logan was dominant in 3A. And now they're both kind of struggling in at, at the 4A level. Uh, 6543, high school sports are getting way too expensive to administer. Totally agree with that. Not just to administer, but even participate in. Yeah. High school sports aren't as bad, or maybe things have changed since I was in. Um, it's usually the youth sports that are having the biggest jump, and maybe that same jump is happening in high school sports. Um, yeah, but to make it onto a high school sports team, it's like you had to have participated in this club team, and you had to have gone to these tournaments and been on this class of a team that's going to compete against other teams around the state. So you had to be able to travel and have a family you know, economic situation where you could leave work to travel to be there or send, you know, be able to, to register for those tournaments, which aren't cheap to do. Yeah. And so, it, 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 yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's becoming way too expensive. Yeah, just all you, around. Youth sports is just, it's, it's like a travesty. All, you almost need to have a new youth sports governing body. You've got high school governing bodies. almost feels like you need someone that's able to, because high school, they can kind of, in theory, they could help, you know, lift people up who maybe don't have that same ability to register for all these youth clubs, but kind of like what you're saying by high school it's too late right and then and then if you make a high school team and you have your eye on maybe going to the next level you have to hire a personal coach or <laughs> be involved with other high level expensive additional training beyond what the school will give you yeah you got to go to a bunch of camps like you know utah state does all their camps you know what those all need you know have they have, you have to pay them you don't go to those for free all these coaches, it's in their contract. They they do these things in part to make money. Obviously, oh, yeah. part of that is they like to give back, they like to coach, and they like to be part of their sport, but they do it in large part making money. It's part of their financial incentive to be a coach is to host these camps. And now the athletes are getting in on it. They want to also be able to make money off of these as part of their NIL. But, yeah, it's just this whole mess of you have to be rich to play sports. That's not fair. No, it's not fair. 
We, we, we talk about sports being this, you know, great equalizer and you know, being able to lift people out of, you know, you know, bad places financially. It's like, well, sometimes you already have to be out of there to start playing sports or just be really lucky and find someone who's willing to sponsor you, basically, if they recognize your talent. But unless you're some prodigy, that's not going to happen. Right. If you're just trying to find a way to pay for your school and you're good enough to play, and there's, you know, there's thousands of Division One athletes. There's plenty that are good enough to do it in some sport. But unless you've already got the finances to invest in it, then, well, if you're not Bryce Young in football, if you're just so-and-so playing girls basketball, nobody cares, which shouldn't be the case. Yeah, shouldn't be the case. Uh, eight nine six eight. I remember when I graduated from Davis back in 1966. They were year after year a power in Class A football and other sports. They were undefeated state champs in football my senior year, 65-66. Then Layton started building quite a few schools. Size of the school dropped about half. After a few years of getting beat up, they decided to drop down a classification. They could compete. Interest picked up in sports again. Yeah. That's true. I mean, there's this there's this uh, question about competition and interest. If if you're constantly getting destroyed uh, and <laughs> blown up in every game, no one gets too excited about going and, and watching that or even participating in it for that matter. That becomes a detriment. But if you're competitive and you're winning games, you know, people are going to come out and, and cheer you on. And I think that was one of the cases too from from Logan High is that look we. It, it, just the the level is just not there, and we want to be in a position that's more on our level, competitive. But again, are we just treating the symptoms, or are we treating the cause? Yeah, the the, the trying to treat the symptom with potentially dropping down to three A sometimes is all you can do, because the cause is something that's not really in the hands of Logan or Logan School District. Like, what are they going to do to change the economic state of, you know, their boundaries? Unless everyone just suddenly magically gets richer, which that, that, that's almost the plot of a movie. But, no. like, you, you, you can't just magically fix it. You can maybe work on things if you're able to build up youth programs. You don't necessarily have to make everybody richer, but you have to make those youth programs be able to, facilitate having people who can't necessarily pay the $500 fees or whatever you're having to pay to be on a traveling soccer team. Yeah, but maybe that's it, just developing more opportunities in youth, uh, uh, youth sports, uh, making it ease, the ease of, you know, the, the barrier of entry, bringing that down so that uh, more athletes, more, more kids, more students can participate without having to make a big financial investment. And maybe that's even just within the, that own school, you know, doing tournaments, uh, having sports there, schools versus schools. I don't know, but doing something to develop and foster, um, you know, interest and, and love of, of the sports um, and getting them involved and engaged uh, on your own outside of, you know, maybe that's Logan City with their own uh, recreation programs and, and, and their leagues. I don't know. Maybe it's working hand in hand there, but... Um, I think there are things that could be done. I just, I, I feel like 
dropping classifications, just drop. You're dealing with symptoms, not dealing with the cause. And we're yeah. just going to continue to see the same symptoms come up, and we're not really getting to the root of the of the issue. Well, the the potential counter argument to that is, well, if you treat the symptoms for now, you can start working on the cause. Because you know, if you get participation up because they're in three A, then that can start to help with the cause, get people excited in sports, and because if you're Logan City trying to build up your youth sports, well, if nobody wants to play sports, then you, you can only beg them so hard to play sports. Yeah, that's true. But if they're having fun going to games, watching the high school basketball teams play, watching the soccer teams and the wrestling and all that, then they get excited. You know, they see their older – that's a big thing is they might see their older siblings playing these sports and having so much fun, and then they want to play. And so they start out, you know, at a young age, and then that helps out. So you can try and treat the symptom and then the cause – you can do it out of order so long as you have a plan to actually do it. So, again, 435-339-0321. If you want to continue to weigh in on this topic, uh, 1181 saying, Logan staying in 4A is the right call. They have community support. Ogden and Ben Loman communities don't care. Yeah, if, if Logan's able to get community support and they can work on the issues then they'll be fine in the long run. Maybe not in the short run. They might, well, they will still suffer from some of the same things they've been suffering from. But if they're able to work on things, they can get it fixed. There's a a possibility of fixing this both by going down to 3A for a little bit and then maybe back to 4A and a possibility of fixing it while staying in 4A the whole time. I don't really think there's a one right situation like I said, there's there's pause on both sides. There's ways you can fix it in both different paths. There's not only one path you can take. So as long as there's some plan to improve this, and as long as people as as, as long as there is community support, it'll work out in the end. It doesn't mean Logan's going to become a powerhouse of 4A. Just make sports fun. That's all you got to do. Make sports fun. Right, and, and I would yeah make the appeal to. Those who deal with youth at the lower levels do to, to do what they can to engage and and get uh, those younger students interested, not just interested, but participating and and uh, trying to find ways to help them develop skills as well and competition. Uh, by the way, I should note this: uh, when this news came out, I did reach out to Superintendent Schofield because I knew that he was making an appeal to move to 3A and didn't get his wish. Uh, it wasn't just his wish. It was the desire of uh, a lot on that on that staff. Uh, and uh, this gave me the following statement. You can read it on Cash Valley Daily, but um, upon the news today, reached out to him, and this is what he said. We appreciate the consideration the UHSAA Board of Trustees gave to the feedback that they received from schools and parents. We look forward to the opportunity to competing in Region 11 with the other Cache Valley high schools and we'll continue to do all that we can to support our student-athletes as they compete in the gym and on the field. Close quote. I'm sure he meant he looks forward to the opportunity to compete with Bear River as well, not to leave them out intentionally. It's just usually when we're saying Cache Valley, we're usually just also looping Bear River into it, even though they're not technically in Cache Valley. Everyone, uh, everyone knows what we mean because <laughs> we always get these you see coaches that came in here. I was like, we love being here in Cash Valley and Bear River. It's like, 
Uh, one other note, and then we can move on, just with this uh, classification. A few other oddities in uh, the 4A classification. So there will now be four regions, and what was Region 10 will be renamed to Region 9, which doesn't really make sense to me. Why not just keep it Region 10? But well, We were Region 12 for a little bit. Yeah, whatever. So that stays the same. Region 11 is going to stay the same, at least with their school participation. Uh, two other regions created in 4A, and Region 10, the now the new Region 10, will be Cottonwood, Jor- Hillcrest, Jordan, Murray, Park City, Stansbury, and Tooele. So that's a l- slightly different from their first consideration of regions, but that's what that region will look like. But here's the, the kicker. Um, region... Uh, now it'll be Region 8. It will have Mountain View, Orem, Payson, Provo, Timpanogos, and Uinta in all activities except football. But when it comes to football, they add Salem Hills and Spanish Fork, who are 5A in all other sports. But they lose Orem, who will move up to 5A to replace Salem Hills and Spanish Fork in football. So a little wonky there in, in Region yeah. 8. A little interesting. There's a couple of non-football schools, and I think Region 9, a couple of academy schools. But, yeah, it just gets really weird with football and non-football. Because, obviously, football is a very expensive sport to have. So only not everyone can have it. Not all of these academy schools will have it. But then they have every other sport. Yes. Basically. Every other and a lot of other activities. Yeah. Because it's not just sports. They do like debate. There's a few other activities that they UHSAA governs. Yeah. I was in debate. Uh I did that for a year. Uh eight zero zero three. Uh what should happen but won't because of money? Logan City School District should join Cash County School District, uh the redo school boundaries. That would solve many problems. Yeah, we had a Talk off air about that possibility and why that will never happen. Yeah, it, it will never happen. So. I understand the logistics, and maybe it saves a little bit of money with overhead because of administrative positions. But it would it will never happen. There's people that will oppose that for you could say legitimate reasons, at least or at least reasons they can articulate, but. There's a lot of things that should happen but won't because of money and stubbornness and a bunch of other things. Test scores. Yeah, test scores. Yeah. Prestige. Mm. That kind of stuff. Like how Pac-12 won't allow San Diego State into the Pac-12 because <laughs> test scores. That's Maybe. Not, that's not, the, it's not test scores. It's academics. They may overlook that. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. All right. Got to take another break here in the full court press. Uh, we've got a couple other things to get to. Uh, Utah State taking on Westminster tonight. What do we know about the Griffins and who will and won't be available for the Aggies? Uh, We've also got pick six coming up a little bit later on. If uh, you want to chime in, love to hear from me on our full court press text line, 435-339-0321. 
This is Ryan, my mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At my mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into my mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into my mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. The Aggies are going to the First Responder Bowl, and the fan is joining News Talk KVNU to bring you the game. Tuesday, December 27th, the Aggies face Memphis kickoff is at 1.15. Game day pregame show will begin at 11, as Al Lewis and Craig Hislop break down the matchup. Love the matchup against Memphis. Really good football team. Familiar with those guys. Don't miss any of the bowl game coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, the home of Aggie faithful. Happy holidays and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. Cares for Christmas is dedicated to helping families this holiday season. In Family 7, a young family is struggling with the unexpected loss of their mom. The father is giving everything he has to provide for his kids. Feels like jeans, sweatshirts, and gift cards. Some needs of the children are jeans, dresses, and long sleeve shirts. For more information, go to caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. For those who spend their time outside, find the gifts that go at Cash Honda Yamaha. ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and all the accessories to go with them. Fox and fly riding gear, casual wear, helmets. In fact, Cash Honda Yamaha has all helmets on sale now. Plus goggles, gloves, hats, riding gear, and heated grips. Even ATV and UTV snowplows. The gifts that go are found at Cash Honda Yamaha at the Light in Hyde Park. Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install. For Vermont casting units, that includes stoves, bending, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Which local high schools do you follow and support? Find your favorite high school logoed items at the Locker 42 North store. Yes, Locker 42 North has high school logoed hoodies, t-shirts, blankets, and more. Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, Logan, Ridgeline, and Skyview can all find their high school logos on apparel at Locker 42 North. And high school logoed items make great Christmas gifts. Logoed items from all your favorite high schools exclusively at the Locker 42 North store, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press.
By the way, some Mountain West Conference football news. Familiar name coming back to the Mountain West Conference. Somebody with ties to Utah State, by the way. Bobby Petrino. He will be the offensive coordinator under Coach Odom. Not that Coach Odom, but under Coach Odom at UNLV. So that could be a pretty interesting offense to watch out for. And we'll see if UNLV, they seem to be taking a step toward being a decent football program. We'll see if they're able to pull it off. Programs have done this. Utah State did it. You know, Go back 10 years, they were starting their own process. And it it was, you know, ugly at times, you know, seven and five, seven and six seasons, get a losing season every now and again. But it's possible for programs to make these turnarounds. Maybe UNLV does it, and conference would be better for it. Yeah, the conference would absolutely be better for it. They could, they'd be better off not having three bottom feeder teams. Yes. Uh, Utah State in action tonight, taking on Westminster, uh, Division II school. I think I was – I kept referring them to as an, an NAIA school. Yeah. But they are Division Two. Jason has corrected me on this. Yeah, I, I was looking it up, and I found their stats in the Division Two section of the NCAA website and looked a few other places. I was like, oh, they're Division Two. I don't know what the difference is, really, to be honest, other than just different classification or league or something. But what we know about this team is it, this really tonight is more about Utah State than it is Westminster. And when you've started off and you've won every game to this point, yeah, there's always things you can improve upon, but it's not like, well, maybe I'm making an assumption here. Does Utah State really have anything glaring that they really need to hone in on and work on that this game allows them to fine-tune? Um, Maybe. They've not faced too many... You know, really good, like, back-to-the-basket centers. And they're going to face one tonight. And Trey Ferrar, I don't know how you say his last name, Ferrer or Ferrar. Or I think it's Ferrer. I think that's how it's spelled. F-A-R-R-E-R, I think. So, he's a guy who's taken one three-pointer this year. He's a six foot nine forward slash center. He'll probably play most of his minutes at the five. I don't know if they have a backup center that would push him to the four but he averages a little under 18 points per game now he was averaging 18 then he played like by the way Westminster played yesterday so they're on a back-to-back which is kind of rare in college Mm. except in tournaments where everyone's playing the back-to-back right so usually don't get this situation where Utah State's had some rest and Westminster's had none so actually several of their rotation players didn't play as many minutes yesterday Trey was one of them he played like 14 uh, and still actually scored a decent amount of points. So he's a guy that can average about 18, could put up 20 in this game. Back to the basket guy. And uh, Coach Odom, he, you know, he, he detailed some of his skills uh, in, uh, in scoring. Yeah, he's got good moves in there. He's athletic, uh, first and foremost. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's definitely a Division One player and has, has done really well for them, obviously leading the score at this point and uh, doing a good job. You know, he's got back-to-the-basket moves. He can, if you allow him to create space in there and du- on duck ends and they move him around, they screen for him, you know, quite a bit. Uh, and he's really good in pick and roll. And so we can't let him get to his spots as easy. We've got to be physical with him and we've got to use our length. I mean, we will be bigger than him, 
um, you know, with Trevin and Shimon and, and probably Dan as well. I'll have to see him live, but uh, we've got to use our size, you know, against them, you know, as a whole. Yeah, so this will give them a bit of, you know, work on some of their defense. The main things for them to work on are really defense. True. Um, so they're doing just fine on offense. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's really anything I'm really concerned about on offense other than maybe a little bit of finishing at the rim. Some players are struggling to do that. But. Well, yeah. I think they also shown that their three-point defense is not great. That's something they need to work I, And uh, is Westminster even a three-point shooting team? There's one guy. That's it. Coach Odom in the thing said that there's two guys who will shoot it, but there's one player on the team, Jeremy Dowdell, former BYU guy, and actually former teammate of Ryland Jones. They both played at Olympus. Mm. Uh, Dowdell, he was a pretty good player coming out. He averaged like 28 points per game in his senior year of high school. He'll shoot it a lot. He averages almost six attempts from three per game. He's shooting 37% from there, so he's very capable of going off and having a really good game from three and being able to shoot it from everywhere else, everywhere, but I don't think there's another player on the team who's averaging. I think the next closest player in terms of three-pointers made per game is one of their bench players who makes .9 threes per game. That's the next closest guy. And most of the rest of them don't average more than like two attempts per game. And as a team, they shoot like 30%. So this isn't the greatest game to get an idea of how good you really are at three-point shooting other than your ability to track down and guard that one guy who is really good at three-point defense. So there is still something they can work on, but it's not as great because they can ignore everyone except the one dude. And that's Dowdle. Yeah, that's Dowdle. And he's got handle. He's got game. He's a good player. And uh, obviously he was at BYU and now he's, now he's at Westminster. So uh, he's a tough matchup. And... and uh, be a good, a good. Yeah, he, he he spoke about him briefly in like two different spurts. So there was like <laughs> ten seconds of him muttering along about you know a good player. There's not much to say other than what he did. There's actually another connection on this team, and I think um he briefly mentioned it, so I didn't cut up a clip of it. But uh, I think is it Taylor Miller? His first name starts with a T, and his last name is Miller. And yes, he is related to Brock. Brock Miller. Mm. Um, I don't know exactly how he's related. I think he's a cousin or something. But uh, Miller, I think, is one of their top three scorers. I think he's their leader in assists and can shoot threes. He doesn't shoot a ton of them, but he can shoot them. So he'll be uh, he'll probably work the pick and roll with uh, Farrar um, or Fair. We'll figure out how to pronounce it later. But... <laughs> um, so there's a few guys on this team that can play all right, but the thing is, at the end of the day, Utah State is just simply better than Westminster. So analyzing this game from a who's going to win is obviously not very effective. It is more like what we kind of been doing, where it's like, all right, what is Utah State practicing? And in the end, there were actually two different clips that uh, Odom, where he was talking about, you know, preparation and getting better um, in terms of just using this time to get better as a team no i think it's it's uh the same as we always prepare for a game 
and certainly during this time of year you're always trying to improve yourselves and so we do that in practice we try to figure out things that we need to attack and it would be at post defense or pick and roll defense or execution on offense we're always trying to you know improve last game was an example of that underneath out of bounds we haven't been great and we were worried going into that game against Loyola Marymount uh, because they play a zone kind of active aggressive underneath out of bounds defense where they put their center on the ball and so we had to put time in into that in terms of preparation and we did well and we actually got them out of that zone uh, you know in the middle of that game they, they went back to their typical man-to-man -man, you know which was a positive sign and so this this game provides similar challenges you know they're going to have smaller guys they have two guys that can't be surprised you know with them shooting the basketball they're going to shoot it you know Miller and Dowdell, like they're going to get their shots up, and they're they're they may not be as athletic, you know. Miller's pretty athletic, but they may not be as athletic as some of our guys. But they they can play the game, and if you allow them to play the game the way that they want to play it, and you don't bother them, you know, they're going to cause problems. Yeah, so I know there he was saying that you know Miller and Dowdell are going to put up shots and they're going to shoot it. Maybe he's seen something on film that I wasn't seeing in the numbers. I don't usually get much time to watch film on the opposing team. Like I said, Dowdell will get his shot up. Miller, maybe. We'll see. Um, but yeah, also, you know, the fact that Utah State's favored by a ton in this game, it's something that, you know, is obviously in the minds of everyone there. But Odom did, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, just you have to be able to prepare the same way and have the same mentality in every game because – as he's going to say, it, it matters like how you're playing each rep. Not necessarily who is again. You have to play each rep the same way because, you know, when you end up playing the better team, you've got to be able to do that rep right as opposed to just getting away with it because the person in front of you is slower or not as good. So you got to be able to play right all the time, no matter who you're playing against. Yeah, I mean, I don't really worry about, you know, okay, how much are we winning by? I mean, it's more about how we're playing, right? Because other teams are good, right? There's, there's, you can, you can go and look at all the scores you want, you know. I mean, Arizona's in a dogfight last night in the first half against what everybody else would say is an inferior opponent. Like, there's no 30-point play, right? And so, it's how are you playing consistently, possession after possession? And so, the habits that we've created so far. All right, those need to show themselves tomorrow. Tomorrow's no different for us. I and mean, we have to play the game, all right, the way it's supposed to be played. And uh, with with the utmost respect for who we're playing against. If you'll remember, I mean Utah State was favored by a lot over Utah Tech. And the Trailblazers gave the Aggies fits for stretches of that game. Yeah, and I think you, you talk about habits, I think Utah State got out of their habits they were uh, doing on defense. They're doing really well the first couple of games on defense defending some tough matchups really well, and then they just stopped doing it. Maybe they thought they were just that good on defense and were expecting other teams to just miss just because they were around. And that burned them against Utah Tech, and they struggled in that way against, um, I'm mixing up all the different teams, Oral Roberts. You know, they struggled in that way, and Oral Roberts was obviously more talented than Utah Tech. So Utah State's gotten a little bit better in terms of their habits on defense, being more connected on defense, and just doing better, so... This is another game where you work on that, you know, pounded in their heads. Even if some of the guys may not play as many minutes because if it's a blowout, then you obviously start to kind of take your foot off the gas in terms of 
you know, maybe what players are in there. But the thing is, Utah State doesn't have a ton of depth beyond what's already in the rotation. Um, obviously, they could take a couple of hits if players were to go out. They might be down a couple of players today. But the guys that aren't in the rotation are Shimon Zapala and a couple of walk-ons. Walk-on guards. So they may still end up playing a lot of their main rotation guys. They may just be playing the bench guys more minutes. But still, try and focus on the things that you need to do right. You're playing at least a full half of basically your main rotation. Do the things you're supposed to do. Do them the right way. Get out of this with a 30-point win. Uh, let's see. A couple of texts coming through. Actually, just one. Um, eight, nine, six, eight. Never did I ever think the Aggies would be playing West Mini. Yeah, Westminster's, I think, played BYU and Utah this season, although one of those, I believe, was an exhibition. Uh, 8968 had a previous text, too. When I was in high school, if you wanted to play sports, you tried out for the sport you wanted to play. If you made the team, you played, and and all it cost was your activity fee the first of the year. It just got too expensive for sports and, in many cases, a big turnoff. Yeah, and a lot of times in basically every sport, they make you do a fundraiser thing. You know, go sell gift cards or discount cards to a bunch of local businesses. Now, I know that that's, there's, that used to be the case, and they're trying to move away from that. Um, and so each each team had its own booster club, and you had to go raise money for this travel and for these new uniforms or these new pads or whatever. Uh, but the there's um, a lot of schools are going more to like just one super booster club. And, yes, they still have some fundraisers that they do, but it's not like you're in a neighborhood with the kids that are participating in a lot of different things. Like your house would get hit like every other day with some different fundraiser. Yeah. So it's it's it, they're trying to get away from that. But uh, but yes, it is. It's not so much at the high school level as much as it is at the lower levels that develop these students to get ready to compete at the high school level. For like Logan High girls basketball. We got word that they were just trying to get girls to to play the sport, and some of the girls on that team had never played basketball before. Yeah, and it was a real challenge for them in every game they played because there were a lot of girls on that team just didn't really have the experience, the the knowledge and instincts of how to play the sport. And that can be a problem with several girls' sports; they just don't often have youth programs because there's. You know, if you're a boy, especially around here where there's a lot of church ball going on, like 95% of boys around here will probably have picked up a basketball at some point and played. Whether or not they like it is a different story. Girls, not so much. And so there's there's problems that don't even have to do with <laughs> money that in terms of uh, the gap between certain sports. Very true. 435-339-0321 if you still want to chime in. Uh, Utah State taking on Westminster tonight. Pre-game coverage on our sister station, KVNU, will start at 6. Uh, tip-off will be at 7. Um, but uh, we got more to get through here on the Full Court Press. Jazz, they'll be in action tonight here on The Fan, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans again after beating them soundly on Tuesday. Can they do it again tonight? And pick 6. Uh, it was, it's been close the last couple of weeks. Seems that Jason keeps getting the upper hand. We'll see if we can break the streak uh, later on on Full Court Press. This holiday season, Cares for Christmas is helping families, and we are so grateful for all the donations that have been brought in so far this season. But we still need your help. 
Gift cards for things like gas, food, and clothing can help families put their money to other necessities. For more information, please visit caresforchristmas.org. That's caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as choro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. I'm Amy, and we have been coming up here for years. We love the sportsmen. We love the small-town feel, great service, all the great quality of merchandise. It's been our tradition, and we love it and look forward to it every year. They do have other brands that are hard to find in Salt Lake. I see merchandise up here that I don't see down in Salt Lake. The sportsmen, there's nothing like it. Welcome, friend. Nice to see you again at the Sportsman. On Main Street in the heart of downtown Logan with tons of free parking in the back. It's never too cold or wet to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash for the holidays by calling Didi Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. Didi Auto and Salvage makes it easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles, paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. Didi Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. As a small business, achieving your financial goals and ambitions can be a steep and rocky mountain climb. This is Lance Zollinger, president at Cash Valley Bank. To conquer the mountain and achieve your goals, it takes planning, hard work, and discipline. At Cash Valley Bank, we have the resources, expertise, and flexibility to help you scale your way to success. Give us a call. Let's work together and climb the mountains that await. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The college football bowl season is underway. Catch the Sir Pro First Responder Bowl as the Memphis Tigers face the Utah State Aggies. Join us live from Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas for the Sir Pro First Responder Bowl on Bowl Season Radio. Pre-game show begins at 11 with the game starting at 1.15 and post-game at Aggie Call immediately following. It's the First Responder Bowl bringing you the best Aggie coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Duh. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. What the heck is this song? Duh. Duh. <laughs> you, you don't know? You don't know bad guy? Uh, a little uh, Billie Eilish. That was, that was perfectly timed. <laughs> uh, Eric Franson, Jason Walker, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in as well. Full Court Press text line is open. Um, let's do this. We need to 
We didn't get into our pick six. Um, it's been kind of back and forth, and um, Jason's gotten the upper hand. I think I'm on like two weeks, but obviously you had, I think, two weeks before that, so we're trading short streaks here. Yes. All right, so you won last week, so as always, you get the choice. If you want to go first or you want to defer. I'll let you go first this time. Okay. All right, Utah Jazz take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson points tonight against the Jazz, setting the line at 28.5. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Jazz held him below his averages last time. We'll see if they can do it again. Uh, USU net ranking on Monday morning, setting it at 12.5. They're at 12 now, I believe. It's not going to move based off this game. It'll only move based off what everyone based else does. Based on what their opponents do. Um. So if I pick the over, that means they'll be like 13, 14. Yes. Okay, I'll take the over then. I think they'll be lower ranked than 12. Okay, I'll take the under. Uh, and then... UNLV hosts San Francisco this weekend. Uh, a previous opponent versus a future opponent for Utah State. Uh, I'm going to pick the line at UNLV by three and a half. Take UNLV to cover that. Is it at San Francisco? No, it's, it's in at, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. UNLV covers. <sighs> I'll take the <laughs> overall, so should have put it higher. Yeah. There is no official line set, so I had to pull that really? one out of thin air. Yeah. Is it a few days later? It's is a that few days away. So. Okay, so they don't set those lines yet? No. Um, I'm going to have to change my tiebreaker based off one of your lines. We'll see if I can. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, so first one, minutes played by Shimon Zapala tonight. He's only made two appearances, but you know, facing Division Two potential blowout, he's looking at maybe more minutes. Uh, over under, 12 and a half. Ooh. That's a good line. I think his career high is 15, I think, in minutes. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. Okay. Uh, Walker Kessler rebounds against the Pelicans tonight, I believe. Yep. Um, over under 11 and a half. I'm going to take the under. Most taking the under. <laughs> I wanted to bait you like he had 16 the other night. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, you can do it. Do uh, goals in the World Cup final Sunday. Ooh. Uh, just by both teams, not including if there's a penalty shootout. We'll throw that out of the considerations. Just goals by both teams in regulation plus extra time if that happens. Uh, over under three and a half. So this is in the championship, right? In the championship round, not the uh, third place game. Okay, sorry. Over under what? Three and a half. Uh, ooh. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. Mm. Saucy. Okay. And tiebreaker? Uh, combined goals and assists by Lionel Messi in that championship game. Over under 1.5. Combined goals and assists yeah. by Messi. One and a half? I'm going to take the under. Okay, well, I will take the over since it's the tiebreaker. <laughs> All right. All right. That's our pick six. Six things we think will happen, plus a bonus. 
uh, for this weekend. On Monday, we'll recap to see how well we did. I'd love to have you play along as well. Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. This is Zach with HSA Depot. Christmas is nearly here. Make sure you be merry and bright by using your pre-tax funds on your medical needs. We know your regular holiday budget is disappearing quick. So instead, save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies. HSA Depot carries hundreds of unique and dashing eligible products to help you conquer your health care. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty Supply and see how much you can save this holiday season. HSA Depot, five-star review. Ladies, many of you will be fortunate enough to find a small but beautifully wrapped package under your tree with a brown satin ribbon and a box imprinted Jerex. The man who put it there is trying desperately to tell you that you are more precious than diamonds, more valuable than gold, and very, very special. Men who come to Jerex believe their wives deserve the best. And whether they spend $49 or $4,900, the message is the same. Men who come to Jerex are still very much in love. We just thought you should know. Jerex Fine Jewelry, 930 North Main in Logan. Daryl's Appliance is feeling the Christmas spirit and wants to spread some cheer. Join them December 17th to enter to win a KitchenAid stand mixer and other prizes at Daryl's during their in-store event. Get some hot cocoa and a picture with their special guests, Santa and Mrs. Claus. They have Christmas specials all December on GE, Whirlpool, and other appliances. Plus, get 12 months interest-free financing and Daryl's famous service that backs every sale. Only at Daryl's, West on Airport Road. Les Olson IT is your source for top quality technology. We carry the latest desktop and laptop PCs in stock, configured to your specific needs, and backed by our award-winning support team. And if your business demands high-performance hardware, we offer custom-built computers that can tackle any task. We also offer great computer accessories like monitors, keyboards, speakers, Fujitsu document scanners, and more. Get a quote today. Les Olson IT. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available, and now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI and online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, and uh, thanks to Al Lewis, we've got a correction on the pronunciation. Yeah, it's uh, Trey Farr. It's spelled like Ferrar or Ferrer or something like that. Um, but it's just far. Just throw out the last two or three letters of his last name. Trey Farr. Trey Farr. The forward center. Scores uh, 17.7 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, about two assists. He's their guy. That's the guy Logan's going to look to, or Utah State's going to look to shut down. Um, imagine they'll do okay. Or if, if they don't, then they'll do fine otherwise. Utah State's not lost to a non-Division One school since 1956, since before my parents were born. <laughs> it's going back a ways. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of Logan, you mentioned Logan. They beat Snow Canyon today, 57-50. to So close game for the Grizzlies. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and Bear River beating up on Jerome, Idaho, 69-46. to Both teams play tomorrow as they're both involved in 
in uh, in tournaments. Logan plays again tonight. Yeah, they do. Bountiful, I believe. Yes. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. We'll have Utah Jazz basketball pregame at 6.50, tip-off at 7 here on the Jazz Radio Network.